Hello everyone and welcome to Freedom Feature. I'm your host Barry Bussey. With me today I have Nick Alexander and Monty Walker, two young men who have been involved in some altercations recently with respect to activist activity. And so we're going to talk to them about what's on their mind and what's been happening to them. Stay tuned. gentlemen it is great to have you on our program and uh, I am interested in what's happening you guys got this hat on here save Canada first of all tell me what save Canada well save Canada is a youth organization and uh, we're trying to ignite the youth wake them up to the corruption that's going on uh, going on around them and uh, yeah I guess we're trying to spread uh, spread the good word of Christ. Yeah, it's a call to action. The youth in this country are absolutely brainwashed. It starts in the school system with, in, in kindergarten and goes all the way through. They're, they're brainwashed into thinking that uh, that the the woke identity that the that the system forces on them or presses down their throat is what they should pursue. And uh, like youth, youth between 16 and 21. Uh, want to pursue a higher calling, more more than just working on themselves. And the woke left has done an excellent job of captivating uh, the way the way this psychological element in the in the young in the young person's mind. Yeah, we're trying to wake them up and show them that where this path will go and uh, yeah, wake them up and, and, and make them make a stand. Okay, so a lot of people talk about woke and they say, okay, well, you know, the whole concept of woke is to wake up, mm. um, to wake up to the various um, things that have been going on in society that is not good. Mm. For example, there's um, uh, lots of people who have suffered discrimination and that kind of thing. And so um, the woke uh, activists, as it were, would say, hey, listen, as a society, we, we're, we actually discriminate against people because of their identity and that kind of thing. Mm. And but you guys are now saying, well, no, we don't accept that. Uh, so what is it you don't accept exactly? Well, yeah, there's yeah. a... Okay, go, go ahead, uh, okay. <laughs> go, go ahead, Monty, and then I'll come over to you. Uh, well, it's pretty funny because the woke, they think that they think that they're waking up people, but in in fact, they're almost uh, uh, pulling the wool over your eyes. Like it, they don't seem to actually understand what any of it means. What they're saying, like they don't know what racism means. They don't know what discrimination means. Because immediately, as soon as uh, one of us, even if we uh, go out there and we're not even doing anything wrong, they immediately discriminate against us. So okay, uh, there are a lot. They're really hypocrites, is what I would say. Okay, so how are they discriminating against you? Uh, they definitely uh, discriminate against uh, Christian ideology. Um, and they, they, they tend to uh, reach out there. You know, they'll call us like white supremacists and, and uh, like any kind of vulgar slurs they can find to throw at us. Um, have you been labeled that kind of thing? Yeah, actually, I, I've been I've been labeled that quite a lot, which is funny because me being a white supremacist is a little bit ironic, considering I'm not even white. But 
So what are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a Canadian and, and I guess like Middle Eastern. But. Okay, so you, you've got the Middle Eastern background? Yeah. Okay. In response to your question, what have they yeah. done particularly to us, between me, Monty and Josh, the other uh, main leader in Save Canada, we've been fired from our jobs, kicked out of school, arrested, uh, physically assaulted countless times, uh, been had death, received death threats and countless cases of being name-called and, and all that stuff. So I think it's... They, so what on earth have you done to elicit such activity against you? Yeah, so, uh, well, the we got arrested. Me and Monty actually got arrested uh, on the last weekend uh, for simply standing on Parliament Hill uh, and he was holding a flag that they didn't like. They didn't like the size of the flag, but it did fit every regulation that was required by their uh, by their rule book. And I was arrested for doing absolutely nothing. They didn't like the only thing that they could have had against me is my hat, Save Canada. And they, they did think that Save Canada was the uh, organizers of the event, which we weren't. But uh, he's, the, the officer who arrested me stated that the reason he arrested me was uh, that there was a large crowd there. And we, we, we did have it. We had a... Uh, uh, cordial uh, debate with multiple of the officers over the size of the flag, uh, and I left. I, we, I talked with them a while. We had a, yeah, it was it was peaceful. It was uh, fairly uh, fairly nice conversation we had, uh, and I left. Uh, I just decided I had enough of it and walked away. And uh, one of the uh, one of the officers attacked me from behind. Never said who he was. Never asked me to stop. Just attacked me from behind. So I turned to face him, and when I turned to face him, I put my hand like a natural, like your na a natural response, right? You put your hand in between them. As soon as I saw it was an officer, I put my hand down, just stood there, and he said, "You're under arrest for obstruction and trespassing." Uh, and then, they, and then later, on, a few minutes later, he brought up uh, assault on a police officer because I had touched him. So yeah, we went back to the police station after that, and uh, yeah, they 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 talked to us for a while, asked us a bunch of questions, and uh, that's. That's like I said when he said uh, that the reason he arrested me was because uh, there's a large crowd there. And then uh, when the OPS showed up, uh, they're, they, so the PPS aren't actually allowed holding prisoners because they're, they're in between a police force and a security force. So they have to hand all their prisoners over to the OPS. When the OPS showed up, he said to me, so I'm just charging you with, I'm not charging you, so I'm just giving you a trespassing warrant, a 100-day trespassing warrant on Parliament Hill. And drop the obstruction charge and drop the uh, assault and officer charge. Uh, and the reason for this was because it was a baloney charge. He assaulted me and he knew his job was going to be in danger afterwards. So, yeah, absolutely discriminated against us for our organization, Save Canada. And they do know who we are. We've had the, we, we're on the hill, uh, we've been in there in the past and they know, uh, know they see our flag, they know our banner, they know our hats. We've had per other uh, interactions with them before. So definitely know who we are, and that's, that was an example of them discriminating towards us. Uh, in terms of losing our jobs, uh, me and Josh both lost our jobs. So back during the COVID, uh, the whole COVID crisis, as they call it, uh, we worked at Tim Hortons, and we were both fired for not wearing masks. Now they didn't. Both of us had. Uh, there, were, there was more going on to the story, but we were both told at a, at a point that uh, that was a large, the main reason we were fired. There's other series of, uh, series of events that happened that, that led up to it. So, so you had a problem with wearing the mask? Yeah. So what was it about the wearing of the mask that you didn't want to do? Like, I mean, why? Yeah. 
Well, I think it was an absolute uh, infringement on our rights. The government has no has no legal authority to tell me what to wear. Uh, when the when the pandemic first came about, I did wear a mask because I wanted I I didn't want to be the person that goes around spreading a, a virus. But as I watched the news headlines, it became pretty apparent that there wasn't uh, wasn't a serious a serious disease going around. And uh, yeah, there's we see a very uh, but a, a lot of people, for example, and I'm just you know, a, a lot of people would say, well, hey, you know, there's a lot of people that died in this country as a result of that <laughs> disease. And wearing a mask is not a real big infringement on your right. I mean, you're, uh, when you're in the public, uh, wearing a mask, uh, you know, should be helping helping people uh, to make sure that you're not passing on any kind of uh, contagion. Yeah, but I don't think the mask is a very effective way of stopping the contagion. Yeah. Like a, a piece of cloth in front of your, in front of your face, a, a very thin piece of cloth will not stop uh a disease like if you put your hand, if you sneeze, put your hand in front of your mouth, you'll still get some. Uh, it will stop a lot of it, but you'll still get fluid coming through. And it's, and if you look into the stats of the the COVID deaths or COVID injuries, uh, for one, the flu basically disappeared and became COVID. And then anyone who died uh, while having COVID was counted as a COVID death. Like you could have died from a car crash and had COVID, and it counts as a COVID death. Uh, and as for masks, I, like, I don't even think, honestly, that it was about a virus. It's just to see how far the government can get mm. into uh, controlling the people. If they were really concerned about our safety, they'd stop. Uh, they'd, they'd focus on the food crisis, which is causing... The, the bleeding we cause to death is cancer and heart failure, which is from our food. That's like the, 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 yeah, if they were actually focused on our health, they'd be focused on protecting us that's that's what they'd be focusing on not the six million people that were killed worldwide over a three-year pandemic okay so, so tell me what is it that uh, motivates you as young people uh, you're out there you, you've taken on this position as uh, being activists save Canada is, uh, what, what is save Canada what does it want to do what is the it's a call to action for the youth wake the youth up for what? Uh, t- to well, to save Canada. If we if we continue down this path, we're going to be living in a totalitarian, tor- tar- totalitarian. totalitarian. Thank you. In a totalitarian uh, environment and society, we're going to be living. In, it'll be a communist society. Uh, the government will have social credit. We'll have zero person, zero freedom, zero freedom of choice. Uh, freedom of religion will be taken away. Uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to be a good a good place to be. And okay, so is there any any particular item or any particular framework uh, that Safe Canada has that says, "Hey, we have arrived at Safe Canada." When? When what? When you mean when? Like, like so. In other words, when you say Safe Canada, okay. How do we know Canada's saved? It's not saved right now. No, no, I know, but how do we know it will be saved? Well, like, I, like, what is the what is the blueprint, as it were, for save Canada and saving Canada? Well, when the youth, when the youth, when the majority of the youth of the country wake up and see what's happening around them and stop going around with, stop being part of the sheep-like population and going around with the uh, agenda that the legal system, that the social system, that the education system is pushing on them. When good, true Christian values return. 
When good, true Christian values return, I think that Canada is saved. Now, this is interesting because a lot of people would say, you know what? It's not too often you get young people talking about Christian values. I mean, this is, you know, it's, it's, um, it's uncommon, right, for young people to be, uh, be using even that language. And how is it that you have, have become so motivated and passionate well, uh, about, about the work that you're doing? And, and can you explain for us what exactly is the work that you do? Well, I get, <clears throat> I get motivated a lot by, honestly, by the evil out there. Because if there's that much evil out there, there has to be that much good. So, and it's not just going to happen on its own. Somebody's got to stand up and someone's got to start putting the good out there. Um, so, I don't know, that's kind of my motivation. The way I see what's happening in the world is they take biblical values and they do the exact opposite. In, in every single regard, they do the exact opposite, which I think is a direct attack on, uh, on the Bible, on, on, on God, non-Christian values, obviously. Um, my faith is, is the, uh, for me, the, my faith is the most important thing in my life. And yeah, I, I take it personally, an attack on it, I take it very personally. And I think it's our duty to stand up to that and to, to primarily uh, show the light of Christ, show the gospel to people. That is, that that is it, when when you ask, is, is Canada saved? Canada is saved when when the church is back to sharing the gospel and people start seeing Christ as for what He is, their personal savior. But, but I mean, churches are sharing the gospel even now, right? I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of churches that are doing a lot of things. There are, but it's not a focus in the day-to-day -day Christian's life. The day-to-day -day Christian, there I'm not, I'm not, not all of them, but the majority of Christians, I think it'd be fair to say that they don't, uh, in the whether in their in the in the schools in their uh, school environment in their work environment, they don't share the gospel with with people. I think it's natural. Nobody wants to be the person who sticks out, right? But uh, it's our duty as Christians. We are told to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The problem is not only just with the gospel. I'd say that, uh, well, I mean, our country's values are built like on the Bible, on the Ten Commandments, the law is built off, uh, off Christianity. So if you want to remove Christianity, you're, you're removing the law. And, and we've seen like that's what's been happening around us. So is there a real, is there a sense here that um, as, as young people, you are sensing that your Christian experience is somehow being infringed by what you see happening in Canadian society. Is there is there this sense of being oppressed? What is it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, can you unpack that a little bit? Like, how, how is it that you're oppressed? Well, we said, for instance, Josh, the other uh, leader of Save Canada, uh, in the school, there there is a, a class debate about whether uh, biological males are who say who try to convert to convert to being becoming females are actually females. And uh, he stated the verse, Mark, the Bible verse, Mark ten verse six, and God and God created them male and female. Period. I was, that's how it is. That's the end of the verse. And he he faced uh, well, he got in big trouble at the office. Uh, he got yelled at by teachers, by classmates. It turned into quite the ordeal. And so when he released the poster announcing our high school walkout against biological males going into female washrooms and female locker rooms, 
he was uh, expelled and permanently permanently excluded from the uh, school for the entire year. So I think that's uh, definitely a direct attack on on his on his beliefs and on the biblical values. So what what I take it from that is is that what you're saying is is that you want to be able to express your Christian view. Yeah. In a school system, in this case, um, and just as other opinions, are, are you upset that other opinions, that other non-Christian opinions, would be given in that school? No, not at all. I don't think, uh, in terms of sexuality in the school, I don't think any teacher or any uh, any uh, publicly funded individual should be talking about that with children. I think that's absolutely wrong. But no, I'm not. I'm. I'm told. I'm not at all against. Uh, I'm. I'm totally freedom of expression. I. I support that absolutely. That's. That's a big part of what we fight for. Okay. So you're in total agreement with the idea that everyone has the right. Absolutely. Of speech. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And so what? So what you're saying is, is that in the current environment, there is no freedom of speech. Exactly. There's the no freedom of speech for you guys. Yeah. As Christian young men in your school. Yeah, the woke narrative. Yeah, the woke narrative takes the lead, and anything that that goes against it or counters it is uh, refused by by respected authority and punished uh, as as far as I can possibly go with it. Okay. All right. So so then, uh, what are your plans for the future? What what do you guys, Monty? What what is it that you're planning to do? You're in what grade now? Grade eleven. Grade 11, and uh, so you're still in school doing coursework in grade 11. What do you plan to do when you eventually graduate at the end of next year? Uh, well, I'm going to keep going with Save Canada, uh, and I'm probably not going into like other public businesses. Like I'll, I'll uh, work myself entrepreneur um, because there's not very many a uh, good place to get a job anymore. Uh, like we've seen that with all the all the COVID nonsense. As soon as something comes up, I'm gonna be forced to take a jab or wear a mask or something. So uh, I want to work for myself. And, and do you have any idea what you would want to work? Probably something in the trades. In the trades. Yeah. And how about you, Nick? What, what's happening with you? You're in what grade now? Uh, I'm actually done high school now. I just finished last month. So I'm on the fire department right now, so I'm, I'm probably going to continue doing that, uh, but I'd like to definitely keep pursuing this advocacy work that we're doing. Okay, so you're, that's a volunteer fire department? Uh, it's paid on call. Okay, yeah. and now you are also got your own business? Uh, yeah, I well, run a welding and small engine repair uh, business. Okay, well listen, any any other final thoughts you'd like to share with us? Uh, I think it's uh, very important that the youth uh, wake up and stand up and, and stand for what's right and stand against the narrative that's being uh, pushed, uh, pushed in their face and that they think for themselves and uh, definitely read their Bibles, get back in their Bibles. The country would change a lot if people were back in the Bibles. So. Uh, I think about the same thing. Um, because uh, well, Christ is King. He died, died on the cross for our sins, and um, and I think that people need to stand up, look what's going on around them, because.
it's probably not going to be too long until uh, until it gets worse out there. So. Well, gentlemen, I want to thank you so much for sharing your views and your opinions on these matters that's happening in Canada. Um, and, uh, you know, it's quite fascinating to see young people like yourself being willing uh, to be different uh, from what's going on. And uh, so thank you for sharing your, your thoughts with us today. Thank you for having us. And I want to thank you, our viewers, for watching our program today. And you may find the opinions expressed by our guests as not to your liking. You may disagree with them. You may disagree with my opinions. But on this program, we want to have open, honest, and transparent dialogue. So until next time, I'm Barry Bussey. The fight for freedom consists not only in the legal battles in court, but also in the battle of ideas at the universities and in the media. It takes time, effort, and money to keep on top of the debates for freedom. Your donation allows us to keep fighting for all Canadians. Firstfreedoms.ca